handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. I'm your host, Derek Larger. Joining me today, Marcus, a.k.a. Culture Shock. If you all haven't already seen him, I'm sure you have. Make sure to go check out his channel, Culture Shock, on YouTube. Thank you for joining me, my man. Hey, man, no problem. Appreciate the invite. Let's go ahead and talk some Colts. All right, let's do it. Well, I mean, we kind of did this a few times over the offseason. We did it a few times last year. But, you know, now that the draft is over and we kind of understand the roster at this point, it's time to talk about some breakout candidates. You know, we've been talking back and forth about who's getting it negatively impacted and positively impacted from free agency draft. Let's put it all together here. So you and I were talking about our lists and you had some pretty interesting ones. I got a couple that I think... People are going to start scratching their heads at the end. So it's all good, though. But who is your first player who's going to have a breakout year? For me, it's going to be Moali Cox. Now, of course, Moali Cox is, you know, one of the one of the question marks. Nobody really knows how he's going to be used next year. We know we're going to have the running game working. We got a bunch of, you know, wide receiver threats. And I think Moali Cox, since the quarterback we have now is Carson Wentz that loves his tight ends, I feel like he can explode throughout the year and be that one of those guys, um, you know, Marley Cox is tall, versatile, can, he can block. And I feel like he can really improve throughout the season as well. That's why I have him at number one on my list. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, it, it intrigues me too, because, you know, he was such a good red zone uh, threat as well. Last year with Phillip Rivers, I could only imagine that Carson Wentz would probably use him quite often as well, given, like you said, just a big, strong, tight end. And I'll go with one of my guys here, and it's actually another tight end, and it's the one that we drafted, and that's Kylan Granson. I know people are like, well, well, Derek, he's a a rookie, and he's going to probably be the third tight end. Yeah, but, I mean, ultimately, I like what Kylan Granson's game brings to the offense because, like you said, Carson Wentz really enjoys throwing to the tight ends. And if I'm going to be completely honest, even though Kylan has not touched the field yet, I think will probably be the best middle of the field tight end for us because that's his game. Yards after catch, making the play, doing that sort of thing, which opens up the offense in the middle of the field and then using Mo Cox in the red zone more. I think that's ultimately how they're going to do it. So I think, like you said, both of these tight ends right here really can have breakout years just all depends on how much Carson Wentz throws on the ball. All right, so you have Molly Cox. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go with your second person? The number, the number two one. It might shock people, but I'm, just hear me out. Number two for me is Jonathan Taylor. Now, of course, some people may question that and wonder why. But if you actually look at the season last year, I wouldn't really count that as a breakout year. Um, of course, he exploded towards the end, but I think. If he can consistently do what he did at the end of the year throughout the whole season, I will call that a breakout year for Jonathan Taylor. Of course, he he finished in maybe what top five in running backs last year, but he can do that again. But if he if he maintains that rhythm and do that throughout the whole season, he might finish top three. And that's why I put him as number two 
as my breakout player prediction. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the first half of the season, he really didn't do a whole lot. He had a really good game against Minnesota, but outside of that, you know, there were games where there were even games he was getting benched. Like that's how bad he was to start the year and in some games. So you're right, kind of having the chance to put it all together, having an off season where you have everyone together and learning all at once, it really will help, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so my second person, and I think everyone can kind of agree with this or has been saying the same thing, and that's Paris Campbell. I really like Paris Campbell. Everyone knows this. I'm an Ohio State guy. Love me, my Ohio State boys. And, you know, just had so many injuries. And I think that this offseason, he's really back to being exactly what he wants to be. And we've seen, you know, him and Wentz going to even the rookie OTAs and practices, making sure they're getting extra reps, getting help and learning from and helping these guys. So I think he's all he's invested. He's all in. And as long as his injuries don't get in the way, I really do anticipate this guy being honestly, I, I said it before that he could be one of those over thousand yard yardage kind of guys throughout the year, kind of that uh, gadget player, if you will. I definitely still agree to that as long as he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he could be our next DJX. I'm not even going to lie. All right. Your number three, go ahead. Uh, my number three will be Julian Blackman. Julian Blackman came on the scene um, pretty early, you know, due to injuries and everything. So he was, he was, he had to come in the game, but I think he filled the role at the time of need. I think he filled it in very well. Now, of course, he wasn't the best out there, but I think for his production of what he did, definitely boosted that defense somewhat, especially if you bring up that Minnesota game or certain games like that where he caught the pick, maybe even the Bengals game. He, he was a very pivotal piece in these moments. And, of course, he has a nice duo with him with Kari Willis back there. These two could be a nice tandem going into next season. But I think um, high production from Julian Blackman can definitely be one of those guys that have a breakout year next season. Yeah, I mean, we remember the first couple weeks of the season. I mean, he was having game-saving turnover after turnover after turnover. I think there were at least three times that last season where he had a turnover that won the Colts the game at the end of the game. He said at the end of the year that, you know, his legs were kind of getting slow and heavy and it was obviously affecting how he was able to tackle, how he's able to be able to cover people. Do you have concerns about that going forward, or do you think the offseason is going to help? Oh, yeah, I definitely think offseason is going to help for sure. Um, of course, he's still trying to recuperate. You know, he got hurt before he got drafted. So I think it's all in a, a part of the game. It's a different type of speed from college football to the NFL. So I think he's going to be well-adjusted going into next season. Of course, it worries me to death, but I think we got good depth pieces full backup roles um, for Julian Blackman, but I still think he can produce well. He still has things to improve as well, but I definitely have faith in him. Yeah, I get you totally on that. All right, so my third guy, and I certainly hope this is correct, and that's Rocky Sin. Rocky Sin needs to have this breakout year really to keep his spot. You know, I mean, it's starting to kind of – hit that part on the clock where we're starting to say, well, your time's starting to run out here, Rock. You know, we gave you the first year, benefit of the doubt, rookie. You know, you showed some flashes in the second half of the year. And then last year started out really well, 
but then started getting targeted a lot. And, you know, we saw the constant turnover with the penalties and giving up scores. It was obvious he was the weakest link in that secondary. You know, I, I mean, it could, it, I don't think it could get much worse for Rocky Sin, honestly. So I think that kind of helps the argument of if he, it does any better this next year, then it's a breakout year for him because, you know, he's starting to fall on this depth chart where Isaiah Rogers is even potentially going to take his spot. So, you know, second round pick, you know, we got to see what happens with him, but I certainly hope he does more this next year, but okay. Your fourth guy who you think is going to have a breakout year. It's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. Fan favorite of the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody loves him. We've seen the production of what he could do, even with Phillip Rivers, but I think he has a new gunslinger now at quarterback. It can definitely get him the football. He can pretty much play any position on the offense as a slide outside, inside. He's pretty much that much of a threat, and I think he can be a high product going into next year with the role he may play. I feel like he can definitely have a breakout season with all these threats on the offense. Who are you going to guard? Now, we talked about Paris Campbell earlier, but I think if Paris Campbell explodes, it leaves the field open for Michael Pittman Jr. So I think I'm going mm-hmm. to use him as another person to have a potential breakout season going in next year. And I'm going to agree with you. When it came to last year, I was really shocked and surprised at how efficient he was going across the middle of the field. You know, I know we've seen the highlights at USC of him catching the jump ball and making guys look silly going over the top of them, which is exactly what Carson Wentz likes to do. Carson Wentz is a gunslinger, loves to throw that ball 60 yards down the field, let the tallest man go and catch it. And that's usually going to be Michael Pittman. So that is also a great thing with being six foot four, six foot five. But then, you know, what we saw from last year when he got confident and being able to run after the catch and outrun the linebackers that he would get across the middle of the field. You know, that was really great to see. And, you know, when you have, if you have Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell doing double crosses across the middle of the field, oh my gosh, for zone defenses, that's going to be a nightmare. That's going to be such a nightmare to have to deal with. So I'm really excited what I see in Michael Pittman is just like I am in Paris Campbell. All right, your number five guy. My number five is going to be Bobby Okariki. Big shoes to fill for Bobby Okariki. I mean, of course, he played a lot last year uh, with Anthony Walker's role. But I think, you know, this could be the biggest, one of the biggest potential breakthrough out of all the players I said. He has big shoes to fill. He's not the best replacement for Anthony Walker Jr. Like I said, Anthony Walker is a good tackler. He does pretty good out there. But there's some things that Anthony Walker does that what couldn't do that Bobby Bobby Okariki could do. So I definitely have potential in him. Uh, like I said, as usually, he's one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. Could definitely could He can potentially be a really good secondary piece with Darius Leonard, and he can learn a lot from him as well throughout the year. It's going to be battle-tested this season, so the potential for him is definitely hitting the sky. So I definitely uh, have nothing but faith for Bobby Okariki. Yeah, he's going to get that increased role this year. Like you said, with Anthony Walker leaving, who was the captain in the middle of the field, Okariki, you know, was taking a lot of his snaps, and now he's going to get even more of them due to the fact that him and Darius Leonard are really the only linebackers on this roster with any real NFL game experience at that position. And like you said, last year, 
over the last two years, he was doing well at what he was doing, but I felt that last season he could have made that leap a little bit more in, in everything and tackling and spacing and being able to play in coverage. We know he's able to do that stuff and we was able to cover a lot better than Anthony Walker was, but I, feel like there's more untapped potential, like you said, in Bobby Okariki. And I hope that he's taking notes out of Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard, who said, I have to be more of the captain. I have to be the more vocal guy and be the one that's mentally thinking about things that normally Anthony Walker was doing. Hopefully he takes a note out of his book and says, you know, people are, are doubting me. You know, we I don't know what it is about the linebackers over this offseason that the national media has been talking about so much. I don't know why, but we've all seen, you know, the disrespect towards Darius Leonard and then them saying that the Colts have like, or PFF said that they had like the fifth best linebacker room. I don't know how the hell the Broncos got up there. Maybe they included Bradley Chubb, even though we both know that Bradley Chubb's not a linebacker, but nevertheless, I think Darius Leonard actually has just as many sacks as Bradley Chubb does. And he actually plays the real position of a linebacker. But anyway, it's just the level of disrespect, man. It's your time. We, we believe in you. Pat McAfee called you the future hall of famer, man. You got to live up to that. You know? So a lot of pressure on Bobby Okariki for sure. All right. Last one, number six, who's the last one you think is going to have a breakout year? Well, you mentioned him already, but, you know, I'm a Rocky Sin stand, so Rocky Sin is my last pick. Definitely has some ups and downs, but I think most Colts fans look at the negatives more than the positives, which can definitely get, you know, can definitely disappear in certain people's games when you have so many mistakes. Um, I've, I always say this, that Packers game was very pivotal, and it showed you the flash potentials. At the beginning of the game, you get smoked by Devontae, As Devontae Adams on the first play. Yeah. At the, you know, third quarter going into the fourth, he picks off Aaron Rodgers. Nobody expected that. Um, it was a very good coverage play. Uh, but he's shown you the potential he can do. All he has to do is stay disciplined. Kenny mm -hmm. Moore this offseason pretty much motivated and said anything, like said basically that he's been working on his game. He knows what's at stake and what's at risk. So he has to battle for his position. I think he has what it takes to secure the spot and have a way better season than he did last year. Well, and it's nice that, you know, you're keeping TJ Carey, Xavier Rhodes, and those guys around. You know, last season, they came in. They really could only do so much to help Rocky Sin in the offseason because they weren't really able to meet up a whole lot to do stuff. But now, with the OTAs and the practices and training camp being back to normal, then it will be so much more easier for them to be able to help Rocky Sin further along the way. And like you said, I think all of it's just really disciplined. I think we know Rocky Sin can be a good corner. He just needs to be disciplined and not deal with the penalties. So I agree with that. And I'm going to stick with the defensive side here, but this will be a defensive lineman and that's going to be Kamoko Ture. Um, we all remember 2019 first four games of the season. This guy was rocking and then got hurt in the Kansas city game. And, you know, hasn't really been the same since. That ankle injury was nagging him for over a year, you know, and even going into last season when he it was at the end of the season, he still wasn't 100% healthy. He, you could tell he really just wasn't himself because he really wasn't getting the pressure that we know he can. I think this year being healthy, 
having this offseason to get healthy and practice a little more and knowing his positions at stake with Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo being drafted, I think he's going to want to try to show that even though Odangbo might potentially take his spot later on, that Kamoko Ture can still be a very effective defensive end for this group and will still have that roster spot reserved for him because, you know, having that kind of offensive rush specialist and, you know, Cody and I mentioned this before as who we think could be the defensive line of the future for like obvious pass situations. Let me throw this one at you. Quiddy pay DeForest Buckner, Dio Adangbo on the inside with Buckner, and then Kamoko Ture, a fully healthy Kamoko Ture on the other side. How does that defensive line sound? That sounds really good, man. Um, from from the regular perspective, you said the future. So for future sakes, Quiddy Pay is already improving for what he's going to be next year. Nobody knows how good he's going to be in his rookie season, but for the future sakes, he's going to know a few things he hasn't known when he was a rookie. Uh, you look at a guy like Dayo. Big guy, wingspan, can pretty much swat down footballs in the middle of the field, which is really good and it helps stakes for for low short passes. Um, the fourth Buckner can't be stopped going towards the middle. So, and then you have to run the opposite side. The main thing is, who are you going to double team? And I think yeah. that is just the great mindset of these draft picks and these acquisitions that we have for the D line is that we're going to get pressure and it's going to happen very soon. So, you're going to have to figure out who you're going to double team or who you're going to let up. And if you don't have a good old line, you're in trouble pretty much. So I'm excited yeah. for the future. Yeah. Any team this year that does not have a good offensive line towards the end of the year. Oh my gosh. You all are going to be in such a world of hurt. I can't <laughs> wait. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this one. Let us know what you guys think about these breakout candidates. Is there someone that we missed that you think should be added to this list for culture shock? Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.